Welcome to Beaver Tracks, a damn good podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda Price, pronouns she, her, hers, and I'm the Assistant Director of Admissions for Resident Recruitment here at OSU. We are kicking off season two of the podcast by welcoming in two newest hosts, Delta Lee and Corey Kimmel. Welcome to the show, you two. So glad you're here. I'd like to get started by introducing you to our audience and ask you some important questions about who you are and your role in admissions. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Awesome sauce. Okay, let's start with the basics. Who are you? Where are you from? And how did you get your start working in admissions? Corey, let's start with you. Like you said, my name is Corey Kimball. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, And I am the Portland Regional Admissions Advisor. So I live up in the Portland area. And I started working in admissions. I think like every other admissions advisor, I kind of fell into it. I was actually a science major in my undergrad, came out to the state of Oregon from Colorado, was really excited to go to OSU. What I did not expect was that what I got involved in outside of classes would really have an impact on what I wanted to do. So I was a tour ambassador for Oregon State, gave tours of campus, and I just loved every minute of it. I loved working with students and their families. And so once I graduated, I just knew that I wanted to keep doing that work um, instead of pursuing science. So that is how I ended up here. Nice. All right, Delta, what about you? Yeah, totally. Hi, everybody. My name is Delta Lee. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. I am one of OSU's Southern California Regional Admissions Advisors. Um, So I'm based out in San Diego, helping all the SoCal peeps down there. And I got my start in admissions mostly because I was a first-generation college student myself and wanted to kind of give back in my profession. Um, When I was graduating from college, I saw an internship position open up in the admissions office and thought, like, what better way could I kind of devote myself to to future students coming in than do it professionally. So that's how I got my start. Well, this podcast centers on the Oregon State University admissions process, academic programs, student life, and everything OSU could offer a potential student. As you are both experts in the field of admissions and higher education, I have a couple questions for you. So looking back, what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your college search? And anyone can go. (laughs) Do you want to take it away? (laughs) Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I think one thing I wish I knew, especially again, as like a first generation college student was that I could ask questions, not even an office specifically to go to, but just that I I could ask questions. I could kind of uh, lean in to to inquire about different resources or places to get connected on campus. Um, So I think my my biggest, um, one thing I wish I knew is that admissions advisors like us existed, that I could reach out with all of those questions because I had no idea. Yeah, I agree with that. I think something I wish I knew is that Uh, submissions advisors do visits to the high schools. That was not something I really knew was happening. And so it's not something I ever attended as a student. So I think I would have and would have had just kind of a more broad idea of what was out there and what was available to me. Also on top of that, the importance of visiting campus and keeping my options open. Um, I was one of those students that was dead set on this one university. I absolutely wanted to go there visited campus and it was not the right fit for me and I kind of panicked. So I think if I had gone into that, just knowing, you know, how important that was and just to not really get set until I see the campus and feel the campus, um, I wouldn't have had a little bit of a panic, but obviously everything turned out okay. (laughs) 
Those are great pieces of advice. Thanks for sharing those. I would say the next question I have for you, um, was there a academic hurdle or challenge or an area that you might've failed in college? And what did you learn from that experience? Cause we all go through those. Yeah, I can pop in with that. Um, I'd say my biggest, I'll go with the failure route. <laughs> my biggest academic failure was waiting far too long to switch my major when I was an undergraduate student. Um, I came in, I was also in the sciences, like Corey, I was a zoology student at my college, didn't like lab work, I didn't like the coursework, I didn't like the exams, but I was like, I'm going to keep going because maybe I'll like this next class or maybe my junior year would be better. Um, and I thought it was a failure if I switched out. So I waited until my second semester, my junior year to switch my major because again, didn't like sciences. And I just wish that I'd known earlier that I could do that exploration and, and check out other programs before junior year. <laughs> Yeah, mine is a little bit more specific. Uh, what really comes to mind is a midterm for one of my science courses. I did not do well at all. Um, it was really hard and the class was kind of all over. I was definitely below the average um, and it was not great. But I think what I learned, um, I did go to like my professor's office hours, but what I actually figured out through that experience is that even other professors and faculty within that department are also there to help you out with other classes. So I actually found a lot of support through one of my other lab professors that I had. And so um, she actually became one of my like number one cheerleaders and probably one of my favorite faculty members I had over the four years. So she was just really there to like help me pick up the pieces, pull myself back together, realize one midterm does not mean I am a failure and move forward. So I think for me, that was just something, and it doesn't matter if it's like this one professor, one faculty member, there are like, definitely other people and like other ways to find your support systems on campus. So I think that's what I learned um, from that really awful midterm that still haunts my dreams. <laughs> but it's great to know that our professors are really willing to help. And then to Delta's point, if you're a student that's thinking about coming to OSU and you're not sure what you want to study, uh, definitely check out a program we have called University Exploratory Studies. And we can for sure give you more details about that, but we want to make sure that you're prepared to explore your options so that you can figure out what the best suited major would be for you so that is possible at OSU. Okay, moving on. Uh, for our senior class right now, what advice would you give someone wanting to submit an application to OSU? I would say my biggest piece of advice is just use those personal statements to your advantage, the optional ones. I know that students have a lot more going on outside of school. You all have personal lives and family, and sometimes things just don't go the way that you think they're going to or what would be ideal. So for me, when I'm reviewing applications, I love reading those optional statements just because I think it gives me a lot more information about not just who the student is as a student, but as a person outside of the classroom. So um, that's definitely one of my biggest pieces of advice is just they are optional, but I think uh, they could really be beneficial to students if you have any sort of like extenuating circumstance or just something else you want to explain on your application. Um, it's just really an opportunity to give us some more information. Totally. And I would agree with that for sure. And this add on to make sure that you're checking all of your application portals throughout the year. Um, so you're not one and done when you submit your application. There's always, you know, scholarships to apply to or things stuff for housing to look into or other next steps to take as a student. And so once you submit your application, please check your application portals and your emails and check them often. 
Check your emails. Check your emails. Yes. You've been living in a virtual world, but it's going to still continue. So make sure you're online doing that. Um, so throughout when you were both looking at going to schools, what were some of the best resources that helped you? And then once you were a student, what, where should you have gone on campus? What was a great place for you to kind of get help or advice or anything like that? I think for me, in the college search process, I was just doing a lot of kind of my own, my own research online of different schools, different sizes, kind of looking at the programs that they offered. Um, I did really use the college board, like college search tool. Um, I think that was definitely the number one that I went to to filter down like what kind of weather I liked or what region I wanted to be in. So I think that was the biggest thing that I used kind of trying to narrow down my list of universities that I wanted to apply for. But in terms of being on campus, the best resources I used were a lot of our academic support services. So I used our supplemental instruction tables, our molehole wormhole bull holes uh, for the sciences. Um, we will cover that a little bit later in the season, but um, I definitely use those resources a ton as a student. Totally. And I use those same kind of uh, platforms, Corey, to, to narrow down my search. Um, once I found specific colleges that I was interested in, another thing that I used to learn a bit more was trying to get connected with their current students. Um, so my college actually had a blog that they would have current students post their daily activities or the things they got into. Uh, and it was a really great for me to learn. So getting connected with current students is a big Plus, and then once I got on campus, uh, one of the big resources I used was getting connected with clubs and organizations through the like student experience center that we had there. It helped me create community. It helped me get to the outdoors, which was my main passion. I was involved with an outdoor organization. Just getting in touch with the clubs and orgs was another good resource for that year, my first year. What is one common myth about college admissions that you want to debunk? Uh, so my big uh, wish I could debunk college admissions uh, thing there is uh, just test scores are going to be the most important thing for your college process, um, especially after COVID um, and for OSU even before COVID, a lot of universities are moving away from test policies being a hard requirement. I just want to, you know, have folks breathe and know that if they don't want to take test scores, they don't, or don't take those exams, they don't have to, or if they find exams challenging, then there's other ways to make yourself stand out as an applicant to different universities. So just know that test scores are not the end-all be-all for college admissions. Yeah, I, for some reason, I'm really essay-based today, but I would say my biggest like myth I wanna debunk is you know, that we're not really looking for anything super specific on that essay. I'm not, we're not looking for a really well-written research paper. I think for me, the essays that really stand out are ones that I can tell the student is either excited to write about the topic that they've chosen, or it means a lot to them. It's something that's super important, really is like that student's personal story. And so uh, those ones, I definitely like stand out a little bit more. They've answered the prompt versus, you know, really challenging yourself to write like a research paper. Um, while it can show your um, like writing skills, it definitely is not necessarily imperative to write a big research paper. So during this podcast, how can our listeners connect with you online? Um, if they have questions about the podcast or just want to follow up about admissions in general, how can they connect? Well, one way they can connect with us is through Beaver VIP, which is our Instagram and Twitter handle. So if you want to uh, send any episode suggestion ideas or ask any questions, you can totally do that through there. 
Um, and then my personal email, if folks have any questions, um, especially if you're coming from Southern California, is delta.lee at oregonstate.edu, delta like the airlines. Yes, like Delta said, please reach out to us at ReverbVIP. Um, additionally, one of my favorite things that is on the Instagram page are the student ambassador takeovers that happen on the stories. So definitely check those out. And then for myself, if you are from the Portland area or Vancouver, just over the river, my email is Corey, that's C-O-R-I dot Kimmel, as in Jimmy Kimmel at oregonstate.edu. So you can get in touch with me there. Great. No relation to no relation. No, (laughs) maybe distant. (laughs) Not that I know. (laughs) And for anyone else listening, that's not from Southern California or the Portland area, you can find your admissions advisor on our website at oregonstate.edu. So our names are listed there and we are here to help you. So for both of you, what are you excited about for season two on the podcast? What do our listeners have to look forward to coming up? Oh, we have some really, really exciting episodes. I think kind of like I mentioned earlier, one of my favorites uh, was our student support services. So we have some really amazing resources, academic, as well as CAPS, our counseling and psychological services. So I really enjoyed that one. Um, We also have a student panel of our admissions ambassadors, as well as uh, some reps from our sororities and fraternities on campus. Um, And I'll let Del kind of talk about the other ones. Those are also some of my favorites, uh, but also on the roster are um, some episodes specifically about academic areas. So if you're looking to learn more about the College of Forestry, tune in with us talking to Shannon about that. Um, And then we have a really awesome episode uh, interviewing an OSU veterinary surgeon and professor who just routinely, casually saves lives uh, of different wildlife and wildcats on campus. So um, definitely tune into that one. That was really, really exciting. I can't wait to listen to this season. It's going to be great. Well, to close this out, I'm going to do a little bit of a pop opinion. So not quiz, but just kind of your fast take on certain things about Oregon State. How does that sound? Sounds good. Awesome. Good. All right, here we go. So who, in your opinion, or what is the most iconic OSU alum or event? Definitely for most iconic alum, have to go with Linus Pauling. Um, as someone who is a chemistry minor, um, I think he's really cool, um, two Nobel Prizes, and I actually was able to hold both of them inside our Valley Library, so um, I definitely, my science nerd side of me just is obsessed with Linus Pauling. I think he's really cool. And I'll go the other option with events. I'll say maybe one of the most iconic, maybe annual events is our annual Dam Jam Music Festival because beavers build dams and when music come on, you jam. So I just, mostly because I love the name. So that's mine. It's very clever. What is the most obscure OSU major or academic program that you can think of? I definitely opened this up so I could read a little bit about it too. But I think my, like the most obscure one that I know of um, is our supply chain and logistics management program, our college of business. So they're a little blurb. I was ready to read it for you. Trade, manufacturing, sourcing, global production. Every item you touch and use from your toothbrush to your telephone has a complex story of parts and pieces that brought the functioning item to you. Supply chain and logistics management provides you with the knowledge to optimize how all these parts come together and when developed in front of customers. Um, Anyway, I just think it's like really kind of obscure and not anything that as like a high school senior I would have 
thought would exist. And I think especially right now, also very topical. So that is what I brought to the table today. Nice. Yeah, I, like- I love that. I feel like we should have a whole sub-series where you do dramatic readings of program descriptions. <laughs> I think that was my favorite thing, Corey. <laughs> that was delightful. Thank you. Um, I think for me, maybe not like obscure, obscure, but I just, it's maybe my favorite program to talk about our tourism, recreation, and adventure leadership program, you know, again, through the College of Forestry, just because I love being out in the outdoors and I didn't know that there was jobs like outdoor recreation management or trying to make tourism sustainable and we need to save the earth. So I thought I'd bring that to the spotlight a little bit. I love it. Thanks for bringing both of those up. Very unique. All right, what is your can't miss food eatery on or around campus? Okay, we're at two to the table because I have a hard time picking things. <laughs> um, but around campus, I just, I'm a big Cafe Yum fan. I know that that's like a really common chain across Oregon, but I had it at least once every week and it's super close to campus. So that one I frequented a lot, uh, but on campus, I know people probably expect me to say bangs since that is where I worked. However, I'm going to swerve and say Java in the MU uh, just because they have the best bagel sandwiches, in my opinion. So I absolutely love going to the MU and not only just listening to like the piano players in the little like living room area, but eating my bagel. And then they also have like really nice outside seating that kind of overlooks the quad. So um, that's definitely one of my favorite places to eat on campus. I love that. Um, I'll just say North Porch Cafe my favorite like lunch spot and grab a little rice bowl or you know a little banh mi sandwich or something their lemongrass tofu is amazing oh i have to check that out <laughs> high key recommend <laughs> well going the more personal route what is your favorite osu moment or memory uh my favorite osu memory happened recently at goss stadium when i almost got taken out by a fly ball or a foul ball, a fly foul ball. I don't watch a lot of baseball friends, but it was um, a foul ball. It's a foul ball. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I proceeded to climb over the person next to me to escape um, said ball. So that's maybe my favorite moment, especially being at Goss. That was definitely my favorite Delta moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Mine I'm going to go the student route just since I was a student at OSU. If you listen to season one, there's an entire episode of me talking about my favorites. But if you did not listen, uh, one of my favorite moments was um, actually tied with uh, one of my classes that I took for our baccalaureate core or those core requirements. As a science major, I decided to take a history course that is required for history majors. Um, but it is called History of the Holocaust, and uh, it was that professor's course that he like created and had been teaching for 20 years, and we got to write our own essay, so that's where I brought science in, and I wrote about uh, Mengele and his pseudoscience experiments, and then later that year during Holocaust Memorial Week, one of the twins that I had read her whole story and wrote about, she was talking at OSU and I got to see her in person, um, hearing her story instead of just like reading it and writing about it. And so I think that just was one of my favorite moments because it really, OSU got to bring this like piece of history to me in person and it was standing room only the auditorium was packed and she was absolutely amazing so I think that was just kind of really surreal and one of my favorite moments while being at OSU. 
for either of you, where is your favorite place on campus? Yeah, my favorite place on campus is the bouldering wall in the McAlexander oh, Fieldhouse, yeah. probably. Yeah. That tracks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if you know me, you know. <laughs> um, I think one of my favorite places, obviously favorite buildings is the Memorial Union. That one's pretty consistent, regardless of anybody you ask. But one of my favorite places just to like walk on campus is it's kind of called Lover's Lane, but it's the original entrance to the university. It's just this like beautiful row of trees and it's just, I don't know, it's absolutely stunning. So I think that is one of my favorite little like walks on campus, just because especially in the spring and the fall, all the changing colors are just amazing. So uh, definitely makes my little, little fall heart happy. <laughs> it's beautiful right now. That is for certain. All right. Lastly, what is your favorite fun or random OSU fact? I have too many. <laughs> I think mine, mine's pretty straightforward. We have the oldest marching band in the Pac-12, which I was a, a marching band kid in high school. So I always really appreciate folks uh, getting together and playing very loudly, very awesome uh, music, so. Yeah, and they have a no cut policy. So if you wanted to be a part of marching band, but you've never played an instrument, you can at OSU, you can be a part of it. Go Peeps. Go Peeps. <laughs> I think one of my top fun facts um, is about our space tree. That was always one of my favorites to walk past. So the seeds were part of a germination experiment uh, that went up to space on Apollo 14 and just to see if gravity affected the germination process. So um, there is a tree outside of PV Hall that had been up in space. So that's pretty cool. I think that's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> oh, got to bring in this well, folks, I am definitely looking forward to season two and having you two take the lead. All the things that we have looked forward to hearing about OSU. So it, we all know it's going to be a damn good time. Can I get a go Beavs? Go Beavs! Go Beavs! Hope you tune in to this season. Thanks for listening.